kind of a weird podcast today, but we welcome everybody uh, to this wonderful adventure that is Lesbro's doing a podcast. Yeah. Uh, we unfortunately ran into technical issues like nobody's business, and so this podcast didn't end up on Twitch like we normally like to do. But to make up for that, we have a special guest today. But first... I like he says makeup like it was a surprise, like you weren't going to be on the Twitch one. Hey, hey. i got to give them what they want here, you know? i got to give them the, give them the goods. They, they, uh, yeah, they're like, give us John. And we're like, okay. As always, I and then am they, your Then host. they're sorely disappointed. <laughs> we might get this podcast made. We might get it made. This is going to go off the rails a lot. Yes. I am the host here today. <laughs> Uh, Sean, I'm uh, here with my partner in crime, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Podcasting partner in crime, Christina. partner in crime. Oh, okay, so Sean, my fun fact today is that bees... Wait, no, hold on. No, not bees. Beekeepers <laughs> cannot eat bananas before going and handling their bees because they give off the same pheromones that make bees think they're being attacked. I love it. Yeah. Yep. All right, beekeepers. Makes a lot of sense. Don't eat bananas. Yep. Eat bananas. Uh, no potassium for you. And with us today, we have our special guest, Mr. John Gillen here, uh, or uh, Squall the FF8, uh, as some might know him from video games, Twitters. I, I do believe his YouTube channel still has more followers than we do. So. Oh, shit. <laughs> I think We're using John as clickbait. <laughs> I think he has 32, if I remember last time yeah. I checked, and we have 31. Yeah. So. We're using John as clickbait. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> my, my small lead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, how are you guys all doing today? How are you doing, John? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Tired, but good. <laughs> Well, we are glad to have you here on the podcast today. Uh, we sit here, we talk about random things, we love to promote the DC streaming service here. Uh, so, eventually they will sponsor us because we talk about them every stream. Or they'll give us a letter. <laughs> yeah, they're like, stop talking about us on your shitty ass streams. Stop it, you're, you're scaring people away. You're scaring um, people away. Uh, but... What we like to do to open up our podcast is we like to start off with a simple little of uh, asking, what media are your eyeballs ingesting this week? What are you just like biting and chewing on and filling your body with from media? Nothing to that extent. That sounds intense. I'm just kind so, of like No, that's a an accurate shows. description of how I've been consuming this media, so. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. I, I say it's, but, I it's, well, it's, I'm yeah. just casually watching stuff, so y'all can have your intense filling holes well, in the media. Well, I'll... I'll it, I'll explain to you why that is an accurate description on this particular media that I'm consuming. Actually, the two medias that I'm consuming. Well, okay. John, why don't you lead us off today? What media are your eyeballs chomping to bits on? Well, the, the, the first is, is a little less intense, but still pretty good. I uh, just picked up a copy of Maneater for the PS4. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, if you're not familiar with it, if you've ever played any of like those shark-type evolution games that are apps... Imagine that, but a full budget, like more open world, uh, evolution shark game made on a made for a console in high definition. It is that, glorious, like I, with I, all of its gore and everything. <laughs> that would. That yeah. yeah, that would be ingesting. Yep the 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 second one is uh been uh. Chelsea and I have been started to watch Hunters on uh, Amazon Prime. 
Okay, yeah, I've, I've heard it. I remember watching the trailer for that. I haven't had a chance to watch it, uh, yeah, any of it. But We're like three three episodes in, and fuck Nazis. Just, I don't, I, I'm not sure if you're allowed to swear, so you can cut that out, but like. We swear all the time. Okay. Oh, I, 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 I Nazis. Shut, so you scream that to the high heaven, sir. I bleep the F-bombs out on the podcast. Oh, you really haven't known. I didn't know that. nobody here has listened to our podcast. I don't have Apple. It, uh, uh, I, I have never accessed SoundCloud in my entire life. So, like, the, the premise of the show is um, it's post post world war ii takes place in the in 70s i think 1977 is when it takes place and there is a group of jews that are hunting down the um the not some of the nazi soldiers in the u.s that have like immigrated and assimilated in the u.s and are trying to bring about the fourth reich and they're hunting them down and killing them in similar ways in which those Nazis uh, killed Jews in internment camps. So definitely um, a little more intense than maybe, you know. Yeah, it's 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 Pulp Fiction style violence. So, yeah, it's yeah, that's, that's intense. <laughs> it's it's uh, heavy. <laughs> Heavy I'm on watching the a bunch of cartoons, so we're on very different yeah, levels I was like, of media. Is, yeah, right there. But I remember seeing the uh, trailer a couple of times. Uh, like, it would pop up on, like, Twitter or it would pop up in a couple of places. And I remember seeing it and being like, huh, I love the cast. I'm really interested. But trying to convince me to watch something on uh, an Amazon Prime. But, uh, uh, it's, you got to watch it. Like, it's it, hard. If, it, you got to watch it because, like, if, if you are... Like I don't, I, there's just something about so aggravating about like the the reality that Nazis immigrated over to the United States and that the United States welcomed the Nazis to the United States. So like, yes, this is like a fictional story, but like in in is real the... history, the United mm-hmm. States turned away Jews trying to escape genocide, but they accepted Nazis after World War II and like, hey, you guys were great scientists and did great job killing Jews. Come on over. Well, I mean, to, to try not to get too morbid into this podcast or anything, but, you know, we brought up all these things. Uh, uh, but anytime that you take like uh, and you look at uh, the history of the moon landing and you talk about the moon landing, you immediately start to notice wow, German scientists, German scientists, German scientists. And so much of the race that the U.S. had with Russia was that both sides were picking off German scientists left mm. and right. Yep. Uh, you know, so it was it was a lot of uh, 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 Nazi scientists that helped uh, both sides get the space programs going. Yeah, yep. unfortunately. So there's something real satisfying about a show in which Jews are hunting down these Nazis and killing them. I'm like, you know what? If anyone has like the right and carte blanche to just like straight up murder a Nazi, it's these Jews that have been in the Holocaust camps. Like, oh, you know what? Sure. So it's, it's, it's a free the, uh, pass. <laughs> it's basically the Inglorious Bastards TV show in a lot of ways. Oh, <laughs> uh, but it's so much better. Like, it's so much Ooh. better. <laughs> I love Inglorious Bastards. But I will accept that. <laughs> I've never watched it, so I don't. Know. Uh, 
Well, John has some uh, vicious, attacking, violent uh, <laughs> habits this week in his media that he is ingesting. Yeah. Christina, what medium, media is filling all your holes that you have? Okay, so um, like I said before, I watch like six things at once. So most of the things are still like the same things I've been watching on the last couple of podcasts. The only new things are at a very different level than what John watching. Uh, I'm watching <laughs> She-Ra and the Princess of Powers. Oh, hell so yeah. Up. yeah. You're actually catching up I'm on I'm catching it? up. Yeah, I was like partway through season four and season five just dropped and I've seen spoilers and I'm like, F- I need, sorry, I need to catch up. So I'm catching Game up wrong. on season four and like, just like the characters, they break my little heart because they're just, <laughs> they're so sad, but it's such a good show and it's created by an actual gay creator who like fought for it and like, mm-hmm. uh, I love it. Um, I'm also rewatching Avatar because it got put on Netflix, so I'm rewatching that. It's a good show. Um, it is a good show. I love that show. Um, which, when I was a kid, I never realized that the Fire Nation was basically, were basically Nazis, and then I'm rewatching and I'm like, oh, um, they've literally got a concentration camp for Earthbenders, like, Side oh. that means that all of us are going to bring Nazis up in our yeah. media, yeah. so. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, it happens. So that is, you know, well, th- there's this theory. As long as, as long as we're not Nazi apologists, I'd say we're fine. There's like, this theory that... There's only so much discussion that can happen on the internet before Hitler or the Nazis are brought up. And we like, did it, it so, you guys did it so fast. There's a theory, there's I just, probably wouldn't have thought to bring it. it up had John not been like Nazis, and I was like, oh yeah, Fire Nation yeah, Nazis. Yeah. As a kid, you don't necessarily pick <laughs> yeah, that up. Yeah, I didn't pick up on it at all, because like, you're a kid, you're not gonna, and then I'm rewatching, and I'm like, that is a straight up concentration camp for earthbenders, like. Yep. <laughs> It's funny because I was, I was going to bring up so, t- something totally different. Like I was going to say with the uh, the last airbender, something that I totally missed is some of the, the heavy uh, Tao Zen Buddhist ideas that are oh, yeah. in that. Like there's oh, like sure. the straight like the, the giant tree in the swamp where he talks about like all, all of the roots are are the same. And they're like, oh, I didn't think about that. And it's like, well, we don't have anything like that. He's like, don't you? Aren't we all just like the one tree and the roots like branching off very far? I'm like, man, that's fuck. That's that's Buddhist as shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, that yeah, that's Buddhist. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so, Christina, what? How was the kiss? <laughs> Um, okay, so, sorry, John, we're uh, Harley Quinn spoilers, because obviously I'm still watching Harley Quinn, but, okay, so the aftermath of the kiss, they actually did it really well, and I was worried about how they were going to do it, because often You didn't when have you... faith in the DC streaming service's best original series, it is Harley their Quinn best animated original series. series? It is their best. I, I will give them Go that. buy the DC streaming service? Just, if you're going to buy it for any reason, just buy it for the Harley Quinn, because Harley Quinn animated series is amazing. I was just... A lot of times when it comes to gay characters, when stuff like this happens, it kind of gets thrown by the wayside, and it's not treated the same way that, like, uh, it w- would be if, like, two straight characters did this, but they do treat it like that, and which is a good thing because, you know, Ivy's in a relationship, so they treat it with her being, like, throwing it off, being like, oh, it's the adrenaline, and then Harley, who, like, obviously is into Ivy, like, the second Harley, uh, Ivy is like, oh, it was the adrenaline, it didn't mean anything, Harley's face visibly falls, and she looks sad, and then she's, like, behind Ivy, so Ivy can't see her, so she, like, gets back on her feet and she's like oh yeah i just go around and kiss people like ra- uh, randomly because i'm crazy like that and kissed like four <laughs> different people throughout the episode like kept randomly going i randomly kiss people and they would kiss someone and everyone else was like 
okay, Harley, we get it. What are you doing? <laughs> Which I just, I loved it. And it was just, it's so well done. And I'm excited for the next episode because the preview for the next episode, like the preview shot is just a Harley and Ivy in bed looking like they just woke up I, next to I each did other. See not that, yeah. happen. And I am so excited to see how this goes. Like, I am so ready for it. They've really, um... They really, they really have uh, set this up. And I know, remember, from the beginning, uh, when we started, we're talking about it. You were like, oh, there's just so much gay energy, and I love it, and I love it. But I don't know if they're going to do anything. Yeah. They, they probably aren't, because it's a TV show. <laughs> Fast forward a few weeks later, and you're just like, they did it! <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so happy about it. Like, I was worried that they weren't. Because, like, you know, I was like, maybe they're just going to play it safe. Like, yeah, sure, there's that high gay energy that they have but they're probably just gonna play it safe but they're not and i love it i knew i'm they were, so happy about I it i knew they were going to do it or do something along the lines of it the moment they had started the episode where they made fun of the snyder bros and the last jedi oh players. yeah and the moment i did that i was like no they don't care they're gonna do that was like into season two though like i it was season one i started and i was like i don't know if they're how they're gonna do this yeah. if they're gonna but do i knew it. at that point it's like they're gonna oh, do they, sure. they are done they are well gonna i knew before seasons two started because like uh one of the creators posted on twitter that something was gonna happen between harley and ivy and actually he said full-on sex and i was like oh <laughs> um all right awesome. i don't know how we're gonna get to there but okay so i've just been like waiting to see how it unfolds that is a uh... Cool. Yeah. You still have an episode here. Right? I do, Pretty yeah. Good. I'm so I'm so ready to see how cartoon, this goes. cartoon sex scene, Christina. I hope they don't show it fully. Like I don't know that I really want to see that. Like that'll just be kinda weird. Again, suddenly you come back, you're like, I'm scarred. I'm, I'm happy scarred. but scarred. I'm happy but scarred. I didn't need to see Ivy being freaky with a plant. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you've been consuming media wise? Uh, yeah, I watched a movie, a Netflix movie called Lovebirds. Um, it was actually decently funny. Like, it's not a great movie, but it was really funny. And I laughed for 10 minutes because a character said the phrase, and I've never heard this before, but maybe it's a common phrase, but they said, don't pee on my back and tell me it's rain. And I laughed for 10 minutes at work because of this. Like, I was dying. I've never heard that. I have I've never heard it phrased that way. Like, I've always heard, don't pee on me and call it rain, but I've never heard, like, don't pee on my back. Yeah, it was it was just the wildest movie, too. Like, it was actually really enjoyable and funny, and I enjoyed that movie. That's crazy. <laughs> there was also a weird orgy scene in it with, like, people wearing plague mask, uh, plague doctor mask. So, like, just it was... Just right over that. Let's just... Really, but enjoyable. It's a comedy, um... Netflix yeah. has a few of those that, you know, you, you don't usually write home as, like, anything amazing. But you're like, you know what, I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, that it was funny, fun. you know. Yes, they have a few of those. They, they, they've kind of hit the comedy movies yeah. a lot better than some of their other genre movies. Oh, that for they sure. Uh, and I'm partial comedies anyways. Like, sometimes right. I just don't want to think. Give me well, something funny. You're bad at paying attention, so. <laughs> Focusing is hard. <laughs> well, have you seen the Mortal Kombat animated movie that came out? I I knew that they've made one. I haven't had a chance to see it or anything, but oh. I haven't even seen the original uh, Mortal Kombat, so no. <laughs> it's it's it this you don't have to because this is the beginning of the story. Like the, okay. this, um, and it's it's the most perfect Mortal Kombat movie that they've made yet. Like they've That's made a lot animated. of trash, and this is just perfect. <laughs> okay, good to know. Well, hey. Yeah. What are you watching, Sean? Well, you know what? Or reading I, or consuming. I, uh, you know, there's still, there's a few holdovers. I, uh, you know, I'm still 
trying to get platinum on Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, I'm at now like 71% of trophies. So um, uh, I got some of the like things that like you ha- can get on your second playthrough, like complete all quests, uh, because you can't do that in one playthrough. So I got a couple of those. I'm doing a lot of the harder stuff and realizing how many times you have to play Chapter 9, which is one of the longest <laughs> chapters, to get every little thing. Because it's like on hard mode, it's like beat this quest on hard mode to get this one manuscript. Beat this, but you have to do them separately because no. because you can't do them in the same playthrough. So you have oh. to keep going back through chapters. So and nine is long and hard to play through the chapter, and it has the boss, the Hell House, which I can't wait for you to get to see. We'll okay. get to see that next time we play because <laughs> they made a boss that has it's very few weaknesses. It's a house, and on hard mode. It is. My it's daughter kept named. coming over to me. Daughter kept coming over to me, like, "Did you die again, Dad? Did you die again? Did you die again? Well, You've been dying you a out. lot." <laughs> I, I played from basically one p.m. in the afternoon to six p.m., and that was basically all around this one boss. Because on oh. hard mode, it was, it was just angering me. But I eventually beat it, so I've gotten through that part and I'll just have to play through it again and do it a second time to get the <laughs> second part. But I'm still doing through that. Uh, uh, the I, I started a little bit of a playthrough of Final Fantasy IX, but haven't gotten very far on that, so that'll be talked about maybe in future episodes as I go a little further okay. on that. And uh, my big watch this week is I, uh, I've i been working my way through JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Now, last week I mentioned that I'd, I'd watched, I think, three or four episodes on it, and so I didn't know a whole lot going on to it. You mentioned Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper, yes. Uh, and <laughs> immediately... he's like a vampire or something? Uh, immediately, uh, when we finished the episode, and I watched... Uh, we finished recording, and I watched the next episode, uh, Jack the Ripper was turned into a vampire. Oh, yeah. uh, And then had his brains blown out. Oh, that was... So... Ten out of ten. Um, I can see why JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is as popular as it is. It's I mean, high, you got Jack the Ripper as a vampire. What it's more high do you action. It has all the anime tropes. Uh, it's just, it takes a while to get used to because every character will tell you exactly how they're feeling, what is going on every second. They're like, oh no, so-and-so is falling from the ground. If their toe does not touch the ground, then therefore they may not die. Oh no, oh no, their hand is... It's, I'm, you know, it's if just, their it's, toe does not yeah, touch it's the It's ludicrous at times. Like, okay. There's a part where uh, I've gotten through the Jonathan Joestar arc, which is eight episodes, and then the Joseph Joestar arc, which is 17 episodes, and I just started the Jotaro, Jotaro Joestar arc, which is where everyone says it gets really good. And I started it yesterday, but the uh, in the first arc with the Jonathan Joestar, there's a scene where he's on top of a burning building. Me too. And they're like, steady up there, and it's like three stories. And he like knocks them off, and they fall, and they're talking and going through. And it's maybe seven, eight minutes of screen time of them falling from a three-story building. <laughs> Do you not fall for seven minutes from a three-story building? They, and they still, after that, like, one guy, like, grabs the wall, and Jonathan's falling down, and he's talking to him, like, I need to think of an action. I need to do something quickly. Oh, so I will be burned alive. What can I do? Oh, I'll use my belt, but can I reach the foot? I don't know if I have enough time to reach the foot. I will try, and it's this long... Is so, that not how you go about your dinner action? Is, You're like, oh, look, there's a donut. Maybe I want a donut. Maybe I don't want the donut. I think I'll eat the donut. But do I really need the donut? 
The only thing is they're in the middle of a combat where someone might kill them as they're doing that Oh, fight. me too. Look, uh, you're about to kill me. Same. Look, I'm about to stab you. Me so the, too. The first, the first eight or so episodes take place in 1880. Okay. And then you fast forward 50 years because you go Jonathan Joestar, his grandson Joseph Joestar, and so you're in the uh, 1930s, which uh, can segue to, guess what? There are Nazis. Valid. <laughs> Always, and always. We're all watching Nazi stuff, apparently. The bad guys. <laughs> uh, I don't know that I like that. Because there are vampires trying to take over the world, so they're okay. I'd rather deal with vampires than Nazis, to be honest. Helsing. <laughs> John gets it. Yeah. Fair. I mean... <laughs> fair. I mean, uh, I'd also be way bad to turn into a vampire, not even gonna lie. There's a joke uh, in... Uh, Team Four Star had a YouTube uh, where they do JoJo in so amount of minutes. They did part one in five minutes, and they did this one in 11 minutes. And there's a joke that uh, uh, they had the guy who was playing uh, Joseph Joestar, and he was like, huh, my uh, partners are a German and an Italian in 1930s. <laughs> 1930s. Um, so, yeah, you know, there are Nazis. They That's what Helsing ne- Ultimate was. But yeah. it's Nazis. Oh, totally called it. <laughs> uh, but it's actually, I would recommend people watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, especially if you like anime. Uh, it just takes Nobody a little bit to get anime, used to it. It takes a little bit to get used to because those first, those first couple of episodes are rough to watch. I'm not going to lie. They're just kind of like, and, and a lot of the Jonathan Joestar stuff is just very rough. I will probably try, but we'll see if I can get past the first couple episodes. Those are always the one that it's like, if if it can't hold my attention for the first couple, it's not going to hold my attention for the rest. I don't think there are lesbians, though, so... Not going to hold my attention (laughs) at all. (laughs) Uh, But, but yeah, that's what I was watching. So, my my anime watching uh, was JoJo's. I just started the Jotaro arc, so that's where everyone, as I said, says it gets really good. Uh, and we'll see. Uh, I, I, I'll report probably next week. Uh, this arc is 63 <laughs> episodes long, so oh, we'll see how far I get uh, at that oh, point. Oh, jeez. Uh, so yeah, this is where they're like, ah, we're an anime. We have to have a long 60 episode arc. is more than I watch in like a month, I think. Honestly, I can't focus that much. And Sean's just like, I'll give it to you next week after 63 episodes. I mean, I can sit down and, you know, especially at the evening when I'm putting it on the background, I can mow out 10 episodes and just... Like that. In about about ten episodes in about one episode. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, I I can't binge watch. I'm just no good at it. While we have consumed so much media, and our eyeballs have just chewed and chewed and chewed it up, and and, and given us good nutrients for the week. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure you get nutrients from food, but sure. No, we get nutrients from media. That's okay. how it works. Um, you need to is... not get scurvy. So we're using media to not get scurvy? Yes. Does that mean I need to stop consuming pirate media or I'll get scurvy? Probably. Damn it. Nope. Uh, but there's always every week, there's some news. Uh, and we like to talk a little bit about some news. Is this the news where you burst my bubble on Twitter? Where you were like, yeah, that's not it. And I was like, God damn it. We will get to that. Okay. That's going but the first little bit of news we'll probably won't spend too much time talking on, but uh, it is very interesting. Uh, but Christopher Nolan dropped his latest trailer, uh, yes. Tenet. 
Uh, I came over to your house and watched that while you were setting everything up. I was like, oh, I didn't watch this last night because I fell asleep. Good job. So, <laughs> uh, I watched it. Like, and it's a good trailer. The movie looks really good. I am a big fan of Christopher Nolan uh, and what he does. Uh, it has it looks like a great cast. I'm kind of confused by the concept, not going to lie. Yeah, it's kind of time travel. But they said it's not. It's, yeah. It's, I'm confused. Yeah. I feel like I just need to watch the movie to understand. You but... probably still won't because that's uh, you watch Christopher Nolan movie. You go, huh? Fair. <laughs> Let me watch I'm also again. easily confused, so like... But the thing around it is less uh, right now, less about the actual movie and more about its release date. Yeah. Because tentatively, it is the next wide, the ne- the first wide release that's going to come post pandemic, July seventeenth. There's no real movies until that uh, that are wide major temple releases. And Sean release a wide major major movie. It seems like at least from the way you can piece together and you can be an internet detective, it seems like Warner Brothers wants to move that release date. But it also seems like. The people who made the film, specifically Christopher Nolan, does not want to move that release date. Mm. And so there's this kind of like battle going on. So much so, it seems like Christopher Nolan has conceded into a lot of things that he usually would not allow in his movies. At least it seems like it. So much so that they debuted the trailer on Fortnite. <laughs> I, I don't... They were pl- you, to watch the first trailer before it went live online, you had to be playing Fortnite oh. and watch it in the game. <laughs> what the fuck? That's fantastic. I don't uh, even know that's a possibility. That's so the, f-ing weird. I think in a couple of weeks, I think it is, they're going to play Christopher Nolan movies in Fortnite. Like a movie oh. or one like that. Like in Fortnite. And like, this is Christopher Nolan who like... Isn't set- that like a multiplayer shooting game? How yeah. the f*** are you supposed Battle to kill Royale, people if you're yeah. being distracted by a Christopher Nolan movie? Like, There's just so many people playing it. But... Remember, Christopher Nolan is the guy who, when Netflix was trying to get Academy Award nominations, he basically said that Netflix films are not real films. Yeah. That real films have to be enjoyed in the cinema. He's a very up uppity, you know, the cinema is where you have to watch films. Like, nothing else is true art. And they're made for the cinema. Uh, and it has to be the best sound, the best thing, and things like that. And so he had a lot of backlash from because he basically... Went after Netflix and people who did Netflix yeah, and things fair. like that. I mean, to be fair, though, a lot of Netflix films are, you know, video release quality. But that's fair. But a lot of the people who get to make those movies wouldn't get a chance to make films. That's true. And, and that's, that's a, that's a really Netflix. cool thing to say, see. And I do love, like, some of the quality that we get from... Some of the movies that we get from Netflix are actually, you know, they're not... They are, mm-hmm. maybe necessarily, they are considered, like, direct-to-video quality, but they're fun. They're, like, a level of fun that'll be harder to get, it's harder to get on the big screen unless it's, like, a big name. Like, one of my favorite movies is The Babysitter on Netflix, mm-hmm. and it's just, like, it's oh, yeah. a goofy little thriller. Yeah, so John gets it. <laughs> it's a goofy little thriller, but it's so enjoyable to watch, and not to mention, I love Samara Weaving. She's hot. I love watching her. Have you seen Ready um, or Not? Or, oh, no. I have! I I love her in that. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) At the end when she like takes off a ring right before her uh, husband explodes and is like, I want a divorce asshole. And then he just explodes on her. I love that. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) screw that dude. Like from the very beginning of that movie, like as soon as he like uttered his first couple sentences, like, oh, that guy's going to be a douche. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's rich. He's already a douche. Like I was expecting it. (laughs) So I think my question to finish up this topic, because there's not a whole lot that we have from everybody on it besides me dumping information. But my question is, 
What movie would you watch? Would you, Are you about to force watch? yourself to play Fortnite to watch a certain trailer or movie? Is there a, would there ever be one if that was like None. the only way you could see it? None. If they were like, hey, this is the greatest lesbian film of all time, but you have to be on Fortnite to watch it. Tumblr will give me gift sets. I'm good. Yeah, they can't get them. The, no, they'll, still, they'll get them somehow. Trust they're, me. You, you haven't met the lesbians on Tumblr. Like, I will find it immediately. <laughs> like, anytime something happens with lesbians, immediately on Tumblr, I'm seeing, like, stuff about <laughs> it. And I'm like, okay, I'm enjoying the content. <laughs> I always know when something has lesbians because of that social media site. <laughs> I... I'd probably if there was a Godzilla trailer, I'd I'd probably hop on Fortnite and watch it. Fair. I uh, you know with with this and uh, <laughs> obviously back the plot points leading into Rise of Skywalker were debuted on Fortnite. Like oh, what is the you know the line at the beginning of the crawl of Rise of Skywalker that yeah. says a voice has spoken. Mm-hmm. That voice was spoken while people were playing Fortnite. Oh. Like if you were playing Fortnite on a certain night, you heard Emperor Palpatine speak. And that is the line in the crawl is from Fortnite. I have no idea how to play Fortnite, and I really don't want to learn. And I'm just gonna stick with that as long as I can. I mean, people can play whatever they want, but I've yeah. never been. I've never been a. Uh, I don't like first person shooter. Well, it's not even that type of game. It's yeah. more of a. It's more of a. Uh, what's the type? Isn't it similar to like Overwatch? Yes. It's, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that like a first person shooter like fight 'em up game? Kind of. Those aren't really arena, my style. Arena. Yeah. Based. That, that's what I mean. Those aren't really yeah. my style. Like, you, if that's what you're into, that's fine. But, like, I just, I'm not big into them. I think for, Fortnite's big claim to fame is their battle royale system. Don't mm-hmm. they also have, like, a weird gambling system or something in it? Yeah, well. I thought I heard about that. I don't know. Most most of them have, like, like microtransactions and loot crates and stuff. And that's yeah, that's it. Where you get yeah. a lot of the problems. I, I can yeah. explain the economy to you using microtransactions. <laughs> Let's not explain economy to me. <laughs> I actually know a little bit about economy. I'm not totally dumb, but let's not teach me more. It's, it's one of my favorite uh, uh, analogies. <laughs> Fair. Okay, before we go into the next topic, I gotta know because I'm getting distracted by it. What is on your shirt, John? You can't. You can't see. Oh, it's Godzilla. Okay, it was like scrunched up, so I couldn't entirely tell. It's Godzilla. Okay, good to know. I just needed to know. Okay. (laughs) All right, moving on. (laughs) Now, the other fun little tidbit of news that we're going to talk about briefly uh, that got Christina super hyped. Yeah, and then Sean went and burst my bubble. The New York was it Time Post? It was New York Post. New York 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 Post ran an article that was titled uh, "I read the scientists discover." Uh, parallel universe Evidence that runs a parallel backwards. universe with a uh, time that runs backwards. And I was like, okay, I want to make sure that this isn't just clickbait, so I'm going to read the article. And yeah, that's what they were saying. And I read the article and I was like, holy shit, I'm so hyped about this. And, and then Sean goes through my tweet and is like, yeah, that's not what actually happened. And I was like, no. But uh, I luckily have cultivated my Twitter following to include a lot of physicists, apparently. I apparently only follow <laughs> and scientists. And so. was, there was just a large outcry from physicists going, that is not what the report said. I don't know how to read scientist reports, so I was just like, this is what the, the article says, so I'm going to believe them. And then Sean was like, yeah, that's not it. And I was like, oh. Yeah, so the media does a very, frequently does a very poor job of accurately representing yeah. science if you if you want to see a non-scientist represent science 
more accurately. Uh, I highly recommend uh, Science Mike's podcast. On um, uh, you can find it on like Stitcher or Apple Podcasts or Plex. I don't normally watch podcasts. I'm going to be honest, just because I can't focus doing them. You just, just I gotta listen, be... you, you can just listen to it, like when you're doing doing other tasks. Okay, um, that's like, what I have to do. Is like I have to yep. be like doing homework, or, which I'm not in school anymore. So that's like the big thing. Is his, like I used his, to his podcast when I was doing is, homework, but is, is primo if you want good science uh, information okay. given to you in layman's terms. Okay, good because uh, I'm dumb, so I can't read scientist reports to know what's happening. Yeah, he does a really good <laughs> job synthesizing the information and giving it to you in a uh, in a way that scientists are like you represent this the best way that anybody else has everyone else like misrepresents it and we thank you for like never stepping outside where you can't talk about things and talking about the act the data accurately and representing it well enough so he's he's your go-to source okay (laughs) but while christina's hopes and dreams were crushed by this it was a from this idea from these readings that they got it was a theory that was posited a out there it is a theory that's like a probably like you know this is a possibility a pro- it could be something and i guess i don't know if the, the the post just looked at that or if that was the only thing they saw they're just like run that that's what we need to run like <laughs> they were like that's what's gonna get us the most clicks so that's what but then not including like all the other stuff so yeah uh Get your science from good places if you can, or follow scientists who can at least explain it, or at least yeah. be like, even if it's as simple as like, no, that's not what that means. Yeah. I, just, I just saw that, and I got so excited. I, I don't read the New York Post. I, it's not a website that I generally click on, so I didn't know how reliable they were. And they 33,000 <laughs> 33, retweets, yeah. I was like, I oh was my gosh, parallel universe, it's hell. Yes, love this theory. This is theory that I've always liked. Like, I've always thought it was super cool theory. And then, yeah, no. Yeah, pe- well, people frequently misrepresent how... Uh, like the multiverse theory actually works. Um, Fair, but it's it's fun to think about. I like sci-fi media where they talk about it. Like, yeah, it might be inaccurate, but I still like sci-fi media that shows it. And whether parallel universes are real or not, I'm just putting it into existence now. Every single universe, I'm gay. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> there are 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 parallel. Um, oh, how how is it actually worded? So there's only one capital u universe in which like so that we have one universe in which all of the other like parallel universes exist in so like if you're going to take this universe and every parallel um multiverse that that combinates one universe and that's it that's that's all we have one universe but we have different multiverses that are uh, with contained within our one universe. Right. At least that's the theory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a fun little thing that came up in the in in the week, and it, it was too, it's too good to not that. at least mention of <laughs> Christina getting this super excitement, only to have me drop a ton of bricks like on five that. seconds later, like almost immediately. I got so excited, I turned it out. I was like, guys, this is so cool. And then she was like, yeah, you're wrong. And I was like, wait, I read the article, and he was like, no. And I was like, God damn it. Yeah, this is the problem with written media. Um, it's that they. Not that I think that there is necessarily a huge problem with the news media in general. There is a 
a problem in that the way that they report a lot of scientific data and i, th I think mm -hmm. science mike sort of synthesizes it correctly and i'll, I'll try and like uh i'll try and condense down his analogy that he had he's like imagine that we have like like dice just just came into existence and a scientist decides to do an experiment and they you know take the die and they roll it one time like that's a six-sided die and then uh files a report uh basically a qualitative report saying like well we rolled the die one or, or no it, flipped a coin sorry coin flipped a coin one time and like it came up heads so 100 percent of the time we flipped it it came up heads and then like everyone who's interested in coins is like oh yeah we got to get this person on the news like so you're saying that 100 percent of the time you flip a coin like it comes up heads no it's not what i'm saying i'm saying that you know we need to do some more research and this is a result and that clearly more research needs to be done you heard it here first, folks. 100% of the time you flip a coin, it comes up heads. They get more funding. They do more research. They flip that coin 10 times, and they find that it comes out heads about 67% of the time, and it comes up tails 33% of the time. And they get on the news like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought you said that it came up heads 100% of the time. Like, well, no, that was our preliminary finding we were able to do more research on this and find out you're saying you lied to us no i didn't lie to you saying we need to do more research we did more research and we still need to do more research okay so they do more research gets a lot more funding they get 10 coins and they flip each of them 100 times each and they find that uh that when you flip a coin, like it comes up heads 50% of the time and tails 50% of the time. But by that point that that finding comes out, the news media doesn't want to talk to that person anymore because what they're really interested in is dice. How do dice work? Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. That sums it up pretty good. But, you yeah. know, we, we want the instant results. Yeah. And if Fair. the instant results aren't coming there, you know, we're... We're in an inpatient society. Yeah. But I thought that was too good to not at least bring up the fun that the... I love talking about science. <laughs> and then get a little bit of fun science. Are you? So, hey, uh, what was that podcast again, John? Uh, Ask Science Mike. Ask Science Mike. So, hey, yep. go find some science. Listen to a podcast there after yep. you listen to our podcast. He, he's, hey, uh, listen his, to our podcast first. Don't leave us. <laughs> his, his podcast is about... Uh, um, science faith and life he takes all questions he believes his podcast is about uh an earnest question deserves an uh open and earnest answer i like it yeah. nice well i guess we'll get to our main topic here for the podcast <laughs> i don't think I and know our i main think topic. this is going to be a very interesting one because <sighs> normally sean preps me i have no prep okay what, this what's... week a certain subset of fanboys got their way as oh. HBO Max is going to be playing the Snyder Cut. I thought that Justice wasn't League. actually a Snyder Cut. I thought but that was a rumor. Here's the thing. There wasn't a Snyder Cut. <laughs> they are going to spend reportedly 20 plus million dollars oh making a Snyder Cut. That includes <laughs> coming doing effects coming back, uh, bringing some of the actors back for small reshoots, things like voiceovers and things like that. So it's not like they're going to, they're probably not going to be shooting more scenes. Right. Uh, and, and, and coming back. 
uh, and they're going to play uh, it on HBO Max, and they're using it as a, their big launch thing, uh, or one of their big things to try to get that streaming service fully like invested in, uh, which they have they spent a lot of money with this, so it's going to be big. Um, obviously, I have stated on here and on our streams, I have a distaste for most Zack Snyder films. I don't hate all of his films, and I think if anybody listens to this knows, uh, you know, we'll hear it and be like, ah, why do you hate Zack? I, I don't hate all of his films. I just... Find that, and I think a lot of his films are, in a lot of ways, well made. They, you know, they they check off technical boxes. They check off the thing they do. But hearing this and hearing that a loud, whiny, and at times harassing fan base got their way is a little frustrating uh, yeah. I say it. Now I don't know what you guys 100% think on this or things like that or I don't even know what your opinion on the movie Justice League is. I haven't seen it. I, I am no actually <laughs> I'm actually in a lot of the minority is it's a bad movie but you know what there is actually a weird mixture of charm in it and from what I've read a lot of the uh, people will say oh you're just saying because you like Joss Whedon or things like that in there and I don't actually it's, we've talked I'm not a huge yeah. Joss Whedon fan a lot of the things is Zack Snyder pivoted a lot of the stuff he filmed to fit a different style because of the BVS backlash. So, like, the things that I like apparently were Snyder's decision. So, like, I don't know if I'm going to like the Snyder Cut or not. But I find this news a little saddening in a, in a bunch of things. Simply because I, I don't love it. But what do you guys think on this? I haven't seen Justice League. I don't have an opinion. Um, I like Wonder Woman. So I've thought about watching Justice League just for her, but I just, I it doesn't have a good enough review for me to actually make myself watch it just for one character. Fair. Yeah. So I watched Justice League. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it, it's, um, I, uh, it's I, not good. I have I have less than kind words to say about it. Uh, Fair. I I I I don't. So I wasn't as angry at that movie as I was at Batman versus Superman. However, I, that, I, I hated that movie. That was just that was not a good movie. I I I walked out of that movie theater livid. <laughs> but so after, I felt so bored during that, which you should not feel bored during an action, especially a superhero movie. I love superhero movies. I felt bored during Batman versus Superman, and it was like the most disappointing thing of all time. Yeah, I the, watch the, Catwoman. There, you'll find some disappointment. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'll give you that. The, the thing that I I I. It's not one thing. What I don't like about Justice League is, and I don't know if there's any way that he can fix this, is I don't like that how they portrayed Batman because they really didn't have Batman in that movie. They mm-hmm. had Bruce Wayne. <laughs> like, uh, like it was, but the whole movie it wasn't Batman going like, "I need your help." It was like, "Hey, I'm really rich." I have a costume because I'm really rich, and how much can I pay you to talk to me? Like, yeah, 
That's, I mean, that's literally all he did was like pay people to talk to him the whole movie. Oh, and he's like trying to find Aquaman. Hey, I'll give you twenty thousand dollars if you tell me where Aquaman is. Oh, I'll give you forty thousand if you lead me to him. <laughs> like, fuck you. <laughs> and a lot, of, yeah. Instead of, I think this is an element that gets lost in a lot of Batman films. And especially, I feel like, in Batman v Superman and then Justice League, the detective side of Batman is non-existent. Mm -hmm. And when you have Bruce Wayne going unmasked everywhere to find all of the Justice League, there's a huge element that feels to be gone from Batman's character. Of. Also, if I, if a billionaire came up to me and was like, hey, I need to know about this superhero dude, and then I saw that uh, same superhero dude on the news with like a bunch of other superhero dudes, one of who is this edgy uh, bat dude from the same town the billionaire dude is from, I'd be a little bit suspicious. I'd be like, hmm, wonder if that connects to anything. Bruce Wayne working for Batman, Bruce Wayne is Batman, hmm, seems yeah. likely. The other thing that I didn't like is the like Barry Allen. They like, they made him dumb and they made him mostly useless. Mm -hmm. Um the only thing that he did was uh collateral damage mitigation and they made Superman as fast if not faster than the Flash, which is supremely irritating because we have several different comics proving that the Flash is faster than Superman. <laughs> right. Uh, and they they also um, the other thing that I didn't like what they did with uh, Wonder Woman is they centered her around the male gaze as mm -hmm. opposed to I've what heard that. Yeah, so they changed they changed her costume from a traditional like Greek Amazon armor to something that was a little bit more exposed and they ended up doing a lot more like hey, here's Gal Gadot's butt. Yeah, a lot of shots whereas Wonder Woman uh, which it was very striking because that was the film before Justice League was Wonder Woman came out and it was very striking to watch that film and you see Everything is top down looking at you look at the character in mm -hmm. shot, you see her whole body. If to everything is any body like, part, it's everything like her is wrist. down looking up at her. Yep. Uh so you can get it. And it, yeah, it was it was striking to watch the the, the I'm like because I, I, I know that some of that was in a little bit in BVS, I feel like. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, a little bit of it. But the striking difference between Wonder Woman to that, and maybe it's because I watched Wonder Woman beforehand that you see, you're like, oh, wow, she is just there to be oogled a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, you have, you know, Flash falling on top of her, the Joss Whedon special. Um, I hate that, especially because I like, I, okay, I haven't seen the movie, but I have heard about that scene. And I heard specifically that um, Gal Gadot, and I can't remember the guy who played Flash's name right now. I know who he is. He was in Perks of Being a Wallflower, but I can't yeah, I know. remember his name Yeah, I just know right he now. beat someone up recently. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, there's a video of him, like, a fan coming up to him and him, like, full on, like, oh. I don't know the whole context. I haven't done enough research, so there may be something else that is yeah. missing in the video. So I don't know, and I, 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 uh, other than what I saw. But, yeah, he, like, full on attacking this dude. Yikes, all right. 
Um, anyways, they didn't want to do that scene. And then so afterwards, uh, so Josh Whedon was like, okay, that's fine. But then later, like, he got stunt doubles to do the scene and mm. do the falling on top of Gal Gadot and being, mm. like, falling on the boobs. And, yeah. yeah. I just, I and hate so, that. Like, yeah. <laughs> that is part of it where maybe the Snyder Cut gives me some hope. I will say as a little bit that some of those, maybe those scenes that really don't work in that movie, that scene in particular, and some of the third act might be slightly fixed. But I also don't have enough faith in Zack Snyder to say that what he's going to fix it to is going to be better. I, I mostly don't have enough faith in Zack Snyder handling Wonder Woman, mostly because Zack Snyder is a man. Yes, and and, and I just don't, I don't think he's conscious enough and... And I, I don't think he's listened to enough women to be able to accurately. Even uh, if he was toted as women. conscious enough, I would still be weary because I feel like a lot of directors who were like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna take into uh, mind what you know female viewers want and more, and try and be more respectful." Is it's not really them trying to be respectful? They're trying to play at woke to try and get money, uh, to try and get more viewers, and often it hits or miss. Uh, it's more often not hit miss than hit and they but they still like like to tote themselves as woke and like they know what they're doing when it's like no you really don't and you kind of made it worse to to john's points here you're saying that Zack snyder the man who made sucker punch is not understanding how to film women yes yes (laughs) the 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 description i gave when sucker punch came out when somebody asked me well what do you think of it i go well, have you ever watched any anime porn? And they're like, oh. and they're like uh, basically, it's the PG thirteen version of that. Oh yeah. no, it's it's very focused. I've never the heard of that movie, and I'm not gonna watch it. Um, uh, the the other thing I don't like about Justice League is the th- is the third act. <laughs> it's bad. I it don't, is bad. I don't like how it ended because, like, it it makes everybody pointless like the the ending makes literally everybody pointless like superman comes back and it it makes wonder woman completely irrelevant it makes um the flash completely irrelevant like it makes batman like the it makes it to where all they were doing was trying to do just enough to bring back deus ex machina so that Superman could come and save the day because he's the only hero that matters and nobody else can do anything unless it's Superman. The interesting thing thing to see is, will we see, because obviously a lot of the footage that they're going to be editing and, 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 and putting effects and putting into it, will we see fully black suited Superman like was rumored and like was apparently filmed from the original Snyder stuff before they came and did the reshoots? You know, uh, so there's a lot of stuff that... I, I, uh, as a fan of DC Comics and a fan of stuff, I am intrigued enough to see what is doing, but my faith level in it because BVS was such a mess, because <laughs> out of Zack Snyder's entire filmography, I can pick two movies that I truly sit back and I go, I like these movies, and one of them I could argue is honestly one of his poorest made films, but it actually works, and I would argue that film is Watchmen, is a is my one of my favorites of his, but it also is one of his worst made films. It has technical issues, some editing problems. That film runs 30 minutes longer than it needed to. And then they're like, well, you haven't watched the director's cut. I'm like, no, I've watched the director's cut. <laughs> it needed all of that cut out. Like, 
that movie could have been tightened up. Uh, and then I also did like Man of Steel. It's darker. It's a little weird. But I actually think the influences around Zack Snyder made it work. And it was a new way to look at Superman. Uh, the problem is then the direction that it took Superman going forward, I think, was the problem. My, I think my issue is Zack Snyder uh, is, and, and this isn't like, this is a generality. It's not a like everything that he does, but I feel like in general, he's good at starting something, mm-hmm. but he's very bad at continuing it. <laughs> I think something for Snyder, at least the way I, I I've seen it with Snyder, a lot of the things is I feel like he's an ideas man in a lot of ways. He has some interesting ideas, but I think that a lot of the things that he thinks are really deep or really like, wow, that's going to be such a deep moment. Aren't they aren't, they're just like, you're like, you're like saying I'm deep. I'm deep. No. How much of this? Like I, I, I've argued with a lot of people with Batman V Superman. And again, everyone can enjoy any movie. If you enjoy Batman V Superman, I'm proud of you. Good. Yeah. Like (laughs) good. Like that's okay. Like I'm not like, I know there's a lot of people like, well, you know, if you watch a movie, you're like, that's not my version of the character. I'm like, I didn't think that was my version of Batman or Superman that I like. But guess what? I have tons of comics, tons of movies, tons of stuff to go back and be like, that's my version yes. of the character and well, I am happy with and it. And with what you're saying with my version is the thing is that um, one thing that like a lot of English teachers, especially if you're going to like IB and honors, will always tell you is um, media is always what you bring to it. Mm-hmm. So especially when it comes to symbolism or stuff. So like... You know, when we're going in and we're watching comic book movies, especially if it's a comic book character that we hold dear to our heart or we have tons of iterations, um, our viewing of it is already clouded. And we're going to bring something entirely mm-hmm. different than someone who's never even heard of this comic book character before and is looking at it with fresh eyes. And I think some of that, especially in BVS, you see a lot of that problem because I come with a certain lens of the way I look at Batman. And I think Ben Affleck does a fine job as Batman. It's not his performance. I think it's the story right. that they decide to tell about Batman. It's the same way I feel about Daredevil. It's like, it, he, I don't think it was his acting. I think he was oh, just yeah. handed a really crappy script. Yeah, and I think that I think, and, uh, and I think the problem is that it's not the way I view Batman. And I've said, I said this uh, when I did my initial review back in the day when Batman v Superman is came out. Is I personally believe that the Joel Schumacher Batman's are more closer to Batman than anything BVS ever was when it came to Batman. Now, people can hate Batman and Robin. It's a bad movie as well. I'm not here to say on that. But I do think, in my personal opinion, my personal opinion, that (laughs) it is a closer interpretation of the way I think Batman should be than Batman v Superman is. Fair enough. The, the, um, I've not seen Batman and Robin actually, so I cannot attest to that. I, I think um. I think the the thing that made me upset about Bat- Batman vs Superman is it had all of the elements to be good, mm-hmm. but was executed in the most di- like Buffalo Diarrhea way possible. <laughs> yeah, Ballad. that's uh, th- there's an animated movie that came out right around the time I think it's is it Justice League Just War, War I think yeah and it, it, it's basically it's it's the same premise in a lot of ways but it and it's shorter it's animated and there are jumps of there are a lot of leaps in that film as well so I'm not also going to say the 100 they could have done it right but 
they got their characters right in that film and the way I view. And so even though the story is short and, and, and very simple, it feels a lot deeper mm-hmm. because they got the characters right. Whereas Batman v Superman was so concerned about, at least it, when I watch it, so concerned about being this deep message of all these deep things that I feel like they missed the boat on characters. And that's where I say with Zack Snyder that he is an ideas man. He had an idea. I'm going to do this new take on Batman v Superman. I'm going to do this new take on uh, and taking from Frank Miller's work. I'm going to create this universe. I'm going to build this dark, edgy thing. And I think in idea, I mean, I remember when they announced it, I was like, oh, you know, I'm on board with this. I actually really like the idea of this. Uh, you know, I, I'm here for this. And... In concept, I think it's fine. I think the problem comes is the script is not strong and the execution on a lot of the ideas really mm. falls flat because of it. And I feel like Justice League's the same way. Like it's oh, yeah. just it's it's building on a up up just a pile of buffalo diarrhea and unfortunately it's all liquid and you can't pile it up. And so oh, all you do is you just <laughs> you just make a bigger pool. <laughs> It's yeah. So basically, to sum up for uh, at least my opinion on it, on this is that I think I'm going to go into it. I'm probably going to watch it because I'm going to be intrigued to see what Zack Snyder does. My level of faith in what Zack Snyder is going to be doing in this is nil. So I don't expect to come away. I honestly expect, from this point now, to probably enjoy it less. Because I just don't have faith. Now, hopefully, I come away surprised. I hope I come away and I say this is a this fixes all the problems that I had with this movie, and now I think this is a good movie compared to a movie that I think is a bad movie, but I also can find charm in, which is what I feel of Jesse. If, if you, you want to watch a better version, I would say watch the there's there's a movie that you can watch on um, DC Universe streaming. <laughs> Get that sponsorship. We're sitting on the show. <laughs> Hashtag sponsor. Uh, it's they've they've combined two of their movies together to one seamless movie, uh, and it's so it ends up being like a two and a half hour movie, uh, and it's the I think it's like the death and rebirth of Superman. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's a good it movie. It's so good. It's so good. Like it's, it's really good. It's a lot of the things that they were trying to do, but executed in just a, a phenomenal way. It's like, look, All you've right. got two movies that they did a better execution. You've got Justice League War, and you've got the Death and Rebirth of Superman. Why can you do it in animated? And why does it turn into a giant pile of DC's animation is always really good. And that's the thing is they're they're. Their TV shows are pretty decent, um, and then their movies just, they a lot of them tend to fall flat. And part of this might be biased for me, because I'm not that big of a fan of Batman or Superman too much. Um, I like Supergirl, I love Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman's one of my favorite characters, love that movie. I love the way they handled her in that. Didn't like the way they handled her in any other of their live actions, like Batman vs Superman, didn't like how they handled her. I had, again, haven't watched Justice League, but I didn't hear she was handled well, so I don't want to, because I love Wonder Woman. But, like, their animation is way better than anything else. Their TV shows are decent. And then their movies, a lot of them just fall flat. They're getting better. They're getting better. I mean, I've said, yeah. I said, I think they're, personally, I said, four out of the last play. five, I have loved. Uh, Justice League is that one in the middle, you know, there. But you got Wonder Woman, love. Yes. Justice League, no. Aquaman, it's enjoyable. I, it's I enjoyable. It's fun. It's, it's 
I, I think I've talked about that a couple of times, but it is, oui. it is, it needed to be edited a little bit more smoother. It needed to maybe be like, you know what? That's fair. We don't need to include all of this in the movie. We can cut back of a few things here or there. I said, there's so much in it, but it's a lot of fun. It's good. Uh, Shazam. I love Shazam. Shazam. Even this is a weak third act. The third act is kind of weak, but it's still pretty good. Uh, And then Birds of Prey is my favorite. So like, like you know, DC is is doing good things, and and I think a lot of people look at and say, oh, you know, a lot of things. Oh, you're DC hater. It's like no, I. I like it. I like. I think they're doing better when they go away from Batman and Superman. And like I said, not to make a fan theory to begin with, Superman I actually enjoy more than Batman. I just think they're both overused and overrated. And by this point, I'm tired of seeing them. Speaking of and being I, overrated and overused and wanting something different, have you seen <laughs> Batwoman? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> I don't know that Batwoman um, can be overused and overrated. No, no. Because, I'm okay, saying, I have seen no, the first I'm saying couple because episodes. Batman and Superman are overrated. Oh, have okay, you seen I get what you mean. I, I saw the first episode, and I was not quite on board with it. I just, I was so hyped for the show, and I was hoping it would be something good. And then it was just kind of disappointing, especially with the big climatic scene. It just, it wasn't there. It wasn't the quality that I was hoping for. Especially, like I said, um, DC has some pretty decent shows. A lot of their first seasons are actually really good. Um, some of them, they go downhill with time. But, like, Supergirl, first mm. season, fantastic. Went downhill from there. But the first season was great. Second um, season Legends was good. Tomorrow, Second season finale makes me mad. <laughs> I, I stopped watching after season two because I was like, I can't with this anymore. Third um, season's so, pretty good. But you I, cannot... Release trace amounts of lead into the atmosphere. That would kill everybody. <laughs> like, I did. Everybody. I um I suffered through season two. Monel pissed me off so much. Like he came into the show and just was like, "Fuck Supergirl. This is my show now. I'm gonna be a dick to her. I'm gonna be abusive to her. We're gonna start a romance, and then it's just gonna become the Monel show for this season." And I it pissed me off. So after season two, I was like, I'm done. I can't anymore. I stayed for, you know, the original cast and Lena Luthor. I love that they introduced her. And then in the third season, they introduced the trans girl and I want to watch it for her. But I just, they just went so downhill that I just, I can't, I can't. Um, But some of their other shows are pretty decent too. (laughs) So you heard the, the Batwoman news then? Yeah, I did hear that Ruby Rose is leaving, yes. Now, this can t- to tie to other statements of Ruby Rose is leaving. Mm-hmm. And her reported reason is it's the workload is too much on her. Right. And of course they're running the the headlines are being run. Ruby Rose is lazy and doesn't want to work. Which is you know? not the way it works. We need way. a show, especially a big superhero show like this, especially with a character as big as Kate Kane. You know, um, this lesbian who was kicked out of the army for being a lesbian who took over the bat mantle to try and give hope. Um, and she did it for more of a pers- like same personal sort of reason as Batman. And like it is a big character and it is a big deal to ask. It's a lot of work. It, you know, there's stunt work. There's there's a lot of promotion. A lot of things you have to take into consideration. It's not that she's lazy. That can just be overwhelming for a person. Especially um, in the past, she's talked about, like on her social medias before, she's talked about health problems that she has. And so that's just, that could be very overwhelming for mm-hmm. any 
person without health issues, chronic health issues, and then with someone with chronic health issues, it could be even more. No, sick. I will say I watched one episode of Batwoman and I hated it. So. I watched the first episode <laughs> and I just I, I, I wasn't on board. Hated it. I, I hated it. It was not like when we're talking about the DC uh, TV show, shows. A lot of them are CW. <laughs> pretty much most of them. Are they CW. pretty much are at this point. Yeah, they CW. all are. I think. Uh, yeah. I just. I hear, I hear a lot of them are better. I can never have been able to get on board on any of them. Like, I've watched a little bit of Arrow, and I got bored. Yeah, I couldn't get into I watched that. some Flash, I got bored. The I did like Legends. What I watched of Legends tomorrow, I did like. I just, I couldn't keep up with a lot of it for a while, continuing at the time. I didn't. Uh, I, I did not watch any of Supergirl, mainly because the first season was on CBS, and so I assumed it was going to be absolute garbage. Actually, the first season was the best. Season. I know, but I was just like, oh, it's going to be a so CBS good. drama. I'm especially. I'm off. I found out news recently that I am not happy with. One of the Supergirls writer, Supergirl writers, released that in the original CBS first season, the reason they brought in Lucy Lane and James Olsen is James Olsen was not supposed to be your love interest, which, as we know, if you've seen the first season, he actually is her her love interest in that. He was not supposed to be. He was supposed to be her advisor, but her love interest was supposed to be Lucy Lane. But then uh, CBS was the network. Yeah, CBS won't let that. They they did not want it to happen, so they said no. And I'm so mad about that because one, Lucy Lane gave off some high gay vibes. Like I thought so from the beginning. I was like, oh, she for sure gay. And then yeah, they didn't do that. They didn't have Kara and Lucy Lane, and I'm mad about it. I don't blame you. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, DC. <laughs> There's a lot of good. We like DC. Yeah. But man, when it when it when it craps the bed. Oh it, god. It craps the bed. That's hard. And I the I, I, I would the one thing rather... that I haven't seen that, that that DC I feel like DC needs to do is brightest day and blackest night. Like mm-hmm. like it's 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 different from mm-hmm. Avengers and like I feel like the way that you do it is you have a bunch of like standalone movies, whether like singles or you have uh, a, a sequel or you have like a trilogy or something, and then you start like killing off characters in, in some of them, and then like after people start seeing a pattern, being like, hmm, "What's going on?" You release uh, a William Hand movie, and you're like, "What's this?" And it's this movie that they've been shooting uh like this entire time and that it's all these clips and so like when you go back and watch the original oh no wait william hand was back there when like uh batman was doing that and like oh yeah william hand was back there when superman was doing that and you just have this whole movie about like everything that william hand's been doing and it just like ended with him becoming like the first Black Lantern, and then that's how you start it i'm like that would be so good that would be so good and so original (laughs) I think you could start, you could do, you I like the idea, I'll say that there, but I think you could also start, uh, if you just wanted to do a standalone Blackest Night movie, just start a movie, and literally the beginning is, Bruce Wayne is dead. That's literally how you open a movie, you just say, Bruce Wayne is dead. Maybe people who don't know what's going on will go and read the comics and try to figure it out and things like that, but honestly, a movie that just starts, opens in, and just goes full force into it, I think you could totally do, especially if you just start off with that beginning right there. Yep. And be down. Start because that's, that, that's how it begins. And then once, you know, you start setting up and once the black rings are sent out and you have Black Lantern Batman and Black Lantern Martian Manhunter, like, there, there's my, one of my favorite comic book moments in any DC comic book happens in 
Black as Night. And there's a scene where Martian Manhunter is fighting... He's fighting uh, uh, Hal Jordan, and I think it's Flash at the time. I don't remember which Flash is. Is it buried at that time? Uh, I thought that they had gone on to the second one. What's no, I think name? it was the second one, yeah. What did said. But anyway, it's Flash and Green Lantern at the time. Because Barry Allen had retired at that point, I believe. I think so. I think you are at that point there. But they're, they're fighting... Uh, uh, Martian Manhunter has appeared and is fighting. They don't know what, what's going on, but they just know he's fighting them. And they're trying to talk to him and things like that. And they're like, quick, let's hide around this building. He can't get us. And Martian Manhunter picks the building up and he goes, why does nobody realize I'm stronger than Superman? <laughs> and it's like, it's just this moment I go, he's stronger than Superman. You're right. Yep. Uh, and I, it's like those type of moments litter through Blackest Night that just where it is a comic that ties every DC Universe character into it, and without even without having backstory to that character, they feel fleshed out and real. That's uh, the best thing DC Universe yeah. has ever done. I think, in the end, I think it's probably going to be a series of animated films, what they're going to do when they do it. Uh, they're going to do a bunch of, uh, two or three of those to set up and do so that good. and Brightest Day. But, yeah, when I remember, because I was reading it about the time the Green Lantern movie came out. Uh-huh. And and so like you know that's what was getting me hyped for Green Lantern that and then the Green Lantern First Flight movie and I was getting hyped for Green Lantern and I will always say this for Green Lantern the movie the scenes on Oa are actually really good anytime Hal Jordan is not on Earth <laughs> that movie is actually good yeah. but the moment he goes back to Earth or anything is happening on Earth that movie just turns into a dumpster fire I mean to be fair Earth is kind of a dumpster fire at fair. this point so. But and maybe that, maybe that's the soft spot I have for Justice League is that scene in the beginning where you see all the lanterns fighting, and there's just that soft spot. I mean, that goes, oh, I, I want that movie, and so like there's that part of me that's like, I I, I want to love this movie because I love that just that shot. Just that one scene. That, it's not even much of a scene. It's like three seconds. Oh. <laughs> that's why I like Deadpool. Don't make the super suit green. <laughs> or animated. Or animated. But I think we can all agree that we like DC. Yeah. And while some of this segment was probably a little bit of we're going to crap on DC today uh, and some other things, I think none of us is rooting at all for DC failure. No. We want good stuff coming out. We want more Birds of Prey. Oh, we want oh, more, yes. We definitely more, want more Birds of Prey. More Wonder Woman, more Aquaman, more Shazam. You know, those sort of movies that have really highlighted more of what they've done in the animated when are we going to get our live-action Batman versus t- the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Oh, that is the one new Batman iteration I'm fine with. I don't want to see any more Batman movies unless it's that one. <laughs> oh, that movie's good. That would be so good. I may make you borrow that movie. I have it. it well, right. I don't have it. It's on the it's DC okay, streaming yeah. service. Um, Which, how cheap is that DC streaming service? Is it just a wonderful deal? Uh, it's... Seven ninety nine a month. Like, wow, that is a It's steal. cheaper than Netflix. It is cheaper than Hulu. It is cheaper than Disney Plus because I have all of them because I am a slave to capitalism. It is the cheapest streaming service I have. And it is well worth it. It's really good. There's a lot of good stuff on there. The Harley Quinn animated series alone is worth the $7.99 a month. Uh, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. I mean, you, you mentioned that you also, you know, there's the other thing that you said yesterday on stream talk about you were watching through, but uh, Teen Titans. Yes, I'm rewatching Teen Titans. Yeah. And 
having that to shut up place is worth worth watching it. Yeah, like I like being able to watch it because it's not on any other streaming service. So I like being able to watch it because it was my childhood. Oh yeah, and it's it's very 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 good. Uh, I think. Yeah, I think it's good. There's yeah. a lot of good stuff animated that that DC does. Especially has always been their strength. Dynamite. I mean, oh, even yeah. going back to even going back to the the old cartoons or even the the movie uh, Batman: Mask of Phantasm in the '90s, like they've always been able to do good animation. Yes. Static Shock. Uh, their animation Static is Shock. always very strong. Did you do you remember the episodes of Static Shock that crossed over with Batman Beyond and the Justice League? Mm-hmm. I have. Does, any, <laughs> does anybody remember that show? No. I can't tell you the name of it, but it had the robot on the run who would take the form of the human body that crossed over with Batman and crossed over with the Justice League, but I can never remember the name of the show. Let me Google. See if Google it's knows. a show that was on WB. It crossed over Static Shock, I think, too, in an episode, because I think Static was uh, trying to track him down. I think it was actually, it might have been started in Static Shock, but yeah. It's a, he's a guy. He's a robot on the run, and he's with. He's got his partner, this woman that's helping him, and he can he can change the way he looks. But he's just like kind of like this weird circle store, cir- circle uh, like uh, this little like half circle head Hard is what eye? he is. What? Hard eyes, maybe? No. No. If you were to guess know. what season that happened in, no idea. I couldn't tell you at all. <laughs> I'm googling. Google's not entirely sure what I'm wanting. I have all the episodes of Static Shock, so I can. <laughs> I don't, and I'm not 100% sure it crossed over on uh, Static Shock. Uh, you said so, it crossed over with Justice League and Batman, I'm right? pretty sure it draw, crossed over. It might have been Batman Beyond is the only one it crossed over with. I'm The only one it gave me for Batman Beyond is a robot with, it named Hardak, so that doesn't seem No, weird. no. Let's see if... Ooh, ooh. Uh, this is the se- segment of the podcast where we're just like, you know we're what? We're just Googling shit. <laughs> Sean had a, a remembered a TV show. But cannot tell you the name. You know, you got I, this, Sean. I've, I've have every episode of Static Shock, so I'm looking through. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Don't see it. Let me let, let me check Batman Beyond because I have Batman Beyond too. You know, I'm not, I'm not really it, there, There's Batman a possibility Beyond. it's literally something that I remember that doesn't exist. That doesn't it valid. Like, there's a legitimate possibility that I just don't remember it. Correctly. I've seen one episode of Batman Beyond, and my favorite part about it was that it was shown to me during history class by my history teacher. And it was, like, an episode where um, a bunch of different people saw, like, Batman, and they were describing him in different ways and, like, what he looked like. And then none of them were accurate. And so he was trying to show us that, like, different websites and different, like, media news outlets will show you different perspectives. But, like, I just love this straight-up history lesson. I got it, I got it, I got it. Episode of Batman. The Zeta Project. Ah, Sean found it. It's it's a spinoff from a Batman Beyond episode. Found it. Season 2, episode 20. The episode Uh, is named Zeta. It's, uh... The story's main character, Infiltration Unit Zeta, is a humanoid Roybuck designed to carry out covert assassinations. When Zeta discovers that one of his targets is innocence, he experiences an existential crisis about goodness and the value of life. It's... I don't think it lasted very long. <laughs> yep. Yep. But two seasons. But yeah, there, I oh, was not crazy. Robot. Yeah, that's exactly... That's, what he, that's the image of my head. And he could look like a person because he assassinated... Ah, uh, it's a good... It's a, <laughs> 
It's a good show. Are you an assassination robot who is having an existential crisis, Sean? I mean, I always am having an existential crisis. Okay, mood. <laughs> Valid. But. I think John was just unmasking himself for a second there as a robot. Before we, before we end this podcast, we do have to mention how brilliant I was last week oh. for bringing up that we need Muppets. And no more than like two days later, a new Muppet show was announced on Disney+. Plus. They, they were waiting. They were like, we just need one person to say they want Muppets. And then they saw our hashtags. They were like, Sean needs good Muppets? Well, here you go, buddy boy. And, well, I will take any Muppets with a little bit of a great assault. The idea of an unscripted uh, Muppet show... Uh, with sketches and things like that. Yeah, I'm I'm down for it. Disney Plus. I will totally watch <laughs> take it. it. And if it's if it's good, it's good. If it's bad, I might we we might be back here. And I'm like in July Sean whenever it is. I'll be like, Muppets. Sean really needs good Muppets. I just need good Muppets. <laughs> I can I can put the Muppet Show on my server. Would that satisfy your need? I have the Muppet Show. I love it. I love it. Said, I love Muppets. Sean I need new, new Muppets. Muppets. I need something new to come from this. You want nude Once... Muppets? Oh, please don't take nude Muppets, uh, Sean. Christina talked about that's Happy Time Murders. Yeah, and it's not a good movie. <laughs> Too many Muppets coming for my taste. Like I just I'm not a fan of it. It's just they straight up shooting out. on screen. It's like five times you see like five different Muppets come on screen and you're I'm just not here for it. And it's and it's just a bunch of felt shooting out. <laughs> yeah. It's very uncomfortable looking. String oh, shot. Oh goodness. <laughs> Where can they find you? You can find me at OK or whatever. OK spelled out on Twitter.com. Shoot me a follow. Shoot me a DM if you want to talk about Harley Quinn. If you want to talk about coming Muppets, though, I'm not here for it and I won't respond. You can find Sean. Darshan6311 on Twitter.com. Darshan6311. And John, where can they find you? You can't. Oh. <laughs> you can't. Okay. He's <laughs> off the grid. Yeah. Well, you're doing a very terrible uh, job of being off the grid if you're video chatting with us. <laughs> it, you, you can, you can. Well, I, I probably shouldn't say that. That, that, that gets them to incur. If you, if you want to find me, you can. <laughs> you can't. Okay. Well, uh, good to know. You can, you can check out my YouTube channel if you want at uh, at school, uh, YouTube.com. Is it forward slash backslash? Can't have. Uh, He's gonna give us the forward full slash. Like he's not even just gonna give us his channel name. He's just gonna YouTube. give us the com URL. Forward slash Squall the FF8. Squall the FF8. I, I don't do anything can... on there anymore, but I have some quality content. Hey, uh, including you... Batman versus the Butt Stabber. It's true. Oh. You had you had a, you had a video like four or five months ago, like. Maybe it was like six months ago. That's you true. did like a zip line. You did a zip Close line. Enough. Oh, that's true. I did Death Stranding. Yeah, I made a Death yeah. Stranding video. Yeah. There's also a video of uh, uh, myself and someone else beating up John. Uh, oh, before need cheat to watch codes. that. Let's yeah, GTA, go. GTA cheat codes. Yeah. Cheat codes. Uh, thing like that. Yeah, that exists. Uh, and I think I've I've uploaded a couple movies that I was in. Uh, yeah. On there as well. So yeah, if you wanna wanna if you found John to be interesting here today and want to know more what no he's about <laughs> no, uh, from the last seven or eight years, there's his there's his <laughs> YouTube channel. Uh, we're uh, 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 speaking of YouTube, our YouTube channel, uh, Les Bros Gaming, will be uh, getting 
uh, more Final Fantasy updates this week. A few more Life is Strange, as well as continued Uncharted, uh, Last, Last of, of Us, Us, and uh, Let's Go Eevee uh, videos will all be up this week. So yeah. it'll be another full week of videos. Check it out. Uh, and, you know, as always, we thank you for listening, and we hope you have a wonderful day. Smell fresh. See y'all later. Peace. Thank you.